contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. And welcome to the Hammer and Grind podcast, the podcast built for contractors to help maximize profits and get you off the tools before burnout or bankruptcy happens. I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here to help you on your journey to self-mastery. Make sure you check us out on our social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Just search for Hammer and Grind Podcast, and you'll be able to find me there. Consider joining my free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Blueprint. I created this free group to give you as much information as possible to help you in your business. I go live in there once a week, tons of content to help you in your business. Now, if you want to accelerate the success, consider joining my paid coaching group called The Profit Club. In there is a great community of contractors all willing to share information and help each other succeed, as well as hundreds of hours of training, coaching calls, everything you need to accelerate your business. If you want to learn more about that, you can find out more information on hammerandgrind.com forward slash the profit club, or just send me a message and I'll be happy to share that with you. Now, let's get on to the show. All right, welcome to another episode of the Hammer and Grind podcast. I have a special guest today, and I'm really excited to have him on here. But before I talk about that, let me introduce him. Today, we got Mark Willis, a certified financial planner. And Mark is a man on a mission to help you think differently about your money, your economy, and your future. Mark is a certified financial planner, a three-time number one best-selling author, and the owner of Lake Growth Financial Services, a financial firm in Chicago, Illinois. As a co-host of the Not Your Average Financial podcast, he shares some of his strategies for investing in real estate, paying for college without going broke, and creating an income in retirement you will not outlive. Mark works with people who want to grow their wealth in ways that are safe and predictable to become their own source of financing and create tax-free income in retirement. Mark, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, Brad. Glad to be on, man. So the reason why I'm excited to have you on here, Mark, is because if there's anything that would be like torture to me, it's doing financial planning, stocks, learning about numbers. I always joke I, I got into construction because I'm terrible at math. And so I'm glad to have you on here because I want to pick your brain just for myself, to be honest with you, be selfish. But I think I appreciate you being on the show. Why don't we start with just tell us who Mark is? What's, what's Mark all about? Well, sure. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's certainly a, a case to be made for needing someone on multiple different tracks, different expertise. I certainly wouldn't want to try to do my own plumbing. Uh, so, you know, we can help each other out in many ways. Uh, but uh, I think the power of, of the successful life is built around the mastermind, bringing in great people who are all on the same team to help see each other succeed. And that's one of the beautiful things about podcasting, to be quite candid with you. Here we are. We, uh, you know, we're having a conversation together in front of friends uh, that are all wanting to be a better version of themselves. I think that's just a great way to spend my, my day, my morning. So, um, yeah, I've had the great privilege of working uh, with clients uh, who are business owners, real estate investors, contractors, uh, even NFL Super Bowl champions. But most people I work with are just wanting some more control and precision and a, an assurance that they're going to be able to meet their financial objectives. 
We spend a lot of time in our lives chasing the thing called money. We might as well have some assurance that what we're working toward is actually going to pan out. And this year, especially as we're coming to the end of 2022, as we're recording this, there's been a lot of uncertainty in the markets. You know, markets are down 25, 30 plus percent. Uh, there's inflation that's higher than any time in our uh, you know, conscious lifetimes that as far as you and, my, you and I might be. Uh, and then there's obviously the, the prospect of a softening real estate market, labor market. So there's a lot that we are seeing happen. And I feel like most of the clients I work with, when they first meet with me, they say things like, well, Mark, you know, I just feel like a tennis ball floating down the gutter of life and I have no control or agency. And what they want is more control, agency, you know, and and a sense that they've got something that they can do to better their financial circumstance, not just for themselves or their business, but for their legacy as well. Yeah, that I mean, that makes complete sense. When you were talking about uh, some of that uncertainty, it, it reminds me of a time when I was working for a contractor and we had a painter. Uh, this was in two, right before 2008. And uh, he was probably in his late 60s, early 70s, still painting because he had lost like $300,000 in the stock market. And that's the stuff you're talking about, like with the uncertainty of what's happening. And you put things, you use a little bit different as far as how you, your strategies on how you invest to try to, I guess, cushion against that. Is that true? Or? Yeah, I think, you know, where we put our money makes it act differently. That's an obvious sentence, but it's a true, it's such a true and difficult thing to really master because most of us don't really know what we want our money to do for us. And the other problem is that many other people know exactly what they want our money to do for them. So those are two headwinds coming right at us. We don't know what we want our money doing for us. And everybody else has a financial plan for our money. That is devastating. You know, when you're trying to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, when you're trying to run uh, a contractor shop that's just trying to make it uh, and feed your family and, and hopefully meet your financial goals and money is the last thing you want to ma- manage after you've um, you know, uh, worked all day and worked all week. The, the key questions that really come up in most of my conversations with clients is, Mark, you know, I want my money to work for me, not for some banker, not for some Wall Street guy or gal, uh, not for the government, certainly. And so having that conversation helps people feel like, hey, yeah, I can actually take a bit more control. If that's the word that keeps coming up. Uh, and you know, I think many people see a picture of what they want in their future. When you're a contractor, you know what you want your end goal to look like. But when you've got people pulling your money in multiple different directions, whether it's the stock market, crypto, uh, traditional 401k or IRA, you know, when I started my business, I didn't get handed any of that stuff. It wasn't like it just fell out of the sky. You have to start thinking for yourself, which is what really encourages me to work with so many business owners, is that many times we business owners, entrepreneurs, weren't just handed our 401ks or whatever. We had to go think about what do we want our lives to look like, our financial life to look like. And honestly, it creates much better solutions when we take uh, take back control of our finances from the Wall Street gurus to do it ourselves. Uh, not to be our own investor, not to be less necessarily like a PhD in finance. I don't think you need to be you know, your own personal money guru. But you definitely don't have to rely on some stranger who might just as well retire off your back before you can retire for yourself. That was gold what you said about someone else wants to, you know, knows how to use money and they're going to use your money and you don't know. I mean, that that put a, a great picture of what 
I think a lot of people, not just contractors, but people in general, like when they're talking to the banker or the, you know, the CFP or whatever, whoever they're talking to, is this guy have my best interest at heart, right? Like, is, are there some qualifying questions or is there some way when you're trying to identify someone to trust your money with that you can really find out if, they're, if, if they have your best interest at heart? Yeah, trust is something I think that no matter what letters are after a guy or gal's name, CFP or whatever, 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 whatever licenses or designations they have, you want trust. And it's the same is true when you're building your house or you're talking to the architect or talking to the guy who's gonna, you know, build your ba- build out your bathroom or renovate your kitchen. You need trust there first and foremost, and the design and engineering comes second to that. And so, yeah, we have long ongoing conversations with folks where I really do more, much more listening than I'm doing on this show today. I have to listen carefully before I make any you know, recommendations or make any judgments as to what's like in someone's best interest. And so we'll have that one-on-one advisory conversation where we really listen to what their concerns are, what their goals are. And at the end of the day, if I cannot be a good help or a good fit for someone, I have to be upfront and honest with them about that. As a CFP, I have to do that, but I also just happen to think it's the right thing to do. If we have a relationship of trust and openness, man, uh, the sky's the limit. If you've got a good team around you, you can go far. Yeah, I mean, people, I've talked about it before, people have to know, like, and trust you. And so that's, I, you and I are, are aligned in that uh, belief around, if you can't help someone, just, you know, just tell them. Just tell them yeah. you can't help them. Doesn't do uh, so, them any good to keep trying to drag them around, and it doesn't do your business any good if you're not a no. good fit to work with them. I actually heard someone once say, "Mark, the people who are not your clients are just as important as the people who are your clients." Oh yeah, and that was a light bulb moment for me. Probably true with um, with anybody's work. I always say, just because someone you can't help them or you know you're too expensive doesn't mean they don't have a brother, cousin, neighbor. You know, maybe they're the daughter of the mayor of the city. And if you make them really mad, like that could go bad against you. Like you just never know who people know. So mm-hmm. treat everybody yeah. with respect. There you go, man. Love so it. I got the million dollar question. Are we heading towards a recession? Well, that's a good question. You know, it's sort of like, when does the fog start? You know, are we in the fog? Well, it sort of, sort of feels like it. The, the trouble I think most people have is that with regards to money, it's almost as if we walk into a movie. Have you ever walked into a movie theater like 45 minutes into the into the movie? You know, where you're you're not sure what's going on. Like, why is that guy yelling at that person? Why did that guy punch that other dude? You know, who's this villain character? What's going on here? We just don't know who the characters are, what they're doing, why they're making these moves. I feel like many times uh, we're born into this world called money. And we don't know what's going on. We don't know who the players are. We don't know our own role in the financial realities. Uh, and it can often lead to disastrous results, you know, coming from an, just a sense of, I don't know if ignorance is the right word because it's not. It's just, you know, we, hey, we, we were born into the middle of the story. And we don't know exactly what we're supposed to do with this money. We were handed, let's say you were handed a, a bank account as a kid. Maybe you got a couple of credit cards in college. Maybe you got loaded up like I did with student loan debt. Maybe you heard somebody tell you that crypto was a good idea or that you should get a Roth IRA. And you start collecting all this stuff in your backpack and you're just sort of lugging it all around with you on the journey, but it's weighing you down and you're not sure exactly what you want to do with it. It's a lot like... Um, you know, uh, this is sort of a uh, reprobate analogy, but imagine you got for yourself a, a handful of pebbles in your hand. Let's say it weighs exactly one pound. A handful of pebbles weighing a pound. Now, let's say you're a 
true like degenerate teenage kid and you just want to break a window at the factory downtown. So you take that one pound pebble mashup and you throw it at the, the window as hard as you can. If it's just a bunch of small little pebbles and you throw it as hard as you can at that window, is it going to break that window? Probably not, right? Uh, it's the diffuse effort that just sort of falls down. But if you had exactly one rock weighing exactly one pound and you launch that one rock at that window, it's going to through sheer focus and force, it's going to shatter the glass and get you through to the other side. So I feel like many people, recession or not, can break through that glass, right? If you've got focus, if you've put your money into things that you can understand and control and have access to, and if you're doing what you know you need to be doing, this is where diversification, I think, fails us. That big word, it's like that uh, quote from The Princess Bride, you know, uh, that quote where he says, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. good impression, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so, so the word d- diversification, most of the time people think, well, put your money into a couple of mutual funds, a couple of stocks, a couple of bonds, you'll be fine. And that's like saying, hey, you got all these eggs, let's put them in 12 different baskets and you'll be fine. But what most people don't realize is, All of our eggs and all of our baskets are on exactly one truck, and that truck is about to go off a cliff. Whether we're in a recession or not, one of these days, that truck will go off that edge of that cliff. And the question is, what good did all those diversification moves do for you if all your eggs were on the same truck? So diversification does not mean what you think it means. The real way to diversify is to put your money on multiple trucks. And these are, the fancy word here is non-correlated assets. So where can we put money where it has nothing to do with the stock market or the bond market? Because both of those, by the way, this year are down. Even bonds. People are losing money in bonds hand over fist this year. Inflation is up. Markets are down. And I don't know, but I can, I can only foresee the labor market turning over, the real estate market turning over. Uh, we've, we've seen a 90% reduction in refinances. 90% reduction in refinances. You think that's going to impact the contractor market? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, recession, if we're not already in it, the fog is coming. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do to prepare for it? Let's get some eggs on some different trucks. So I love that analogy. I was actually going to ask you about that because I heard you talking about that on on one of your podcasts. And uh, what, give a couple examples of what types of trucks, what, like, what are the difference? Like real estate, is that one truck? Would that be one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a non-correlated asset most of the time. Although this time around, it appears that the Federal Reserve is absolutely hell-bent on pushing us over the edge with both the stocks, bonds, real estate. Uh, we've also seen in the in the pandemic, the government's willingness to force us to stop collecting rent if we're a landlord during rent moratoriums. Yeah. Now, that's an unprecedented move right there. So where can we hide, right? Uh, savings accounts aren't really keeping up with inflation. Neither are CDs even these days, even so. So there's only a few places that I'm familiar with that lets me do what I want to do with my money. One of them uh, that I stumbled across years ago is a modernized form of whole life insurance, of all things. Okay. Uh, now, as a CFP, I'd be like, well, you know, what's, what's so cool about whole life insurance? Isn't that sort of what you'd leave your family someday when you croak? Well, as it come to find out, whole life insurance is different than term life insurance. Term insurance is what most of us probably know about, where you like, you know, you rent it for a little while and hope you never need it. If you croak, you leave it to your family, but you're not building up any wealth. It's like renting an apartment. As you get older, term insurance gets more expensive and it's not building up any equity. That's term insurance. Whole life insurance, the modernized form, we call it bank on yourself type whole life insurance. 
if it's designed properly, can be really a nice way to kind of put some money on some other trucks to protect yourself from market madness like we're going through right now. Uh, so I can explain a little bit about what that is, but that's been one tool that uh, we found to be very helpful uh, for our clients. Yeah, that the whole, is that along the lines of like the uh, infinity banking or kind of same, similar? Mm-hmm. Yep. I've heard about it. I haven't done a lot of research. That's something I definitely am interested in learning more about. I know it's a pretty complex kind of thing to get into. We have a short I can break it time. down probably in three, four minutes to at least give folks the high level. Uh, and it's, it's definitely something I think more people should be aware of, even if it's not a good fit for them. Uh, I'll break it down as fast as I can. It's an asset on your balance sheet, just like a savings account or brokerage account. Uh, the cash value is your money. And that cash value, if it's designed properly, now there's a lot of ways you can mess this up. And, and there's a lot of people on YouTube talking about infinite this and family banking that. And I would say the only qualified, you know, it's just like an engineer, right? If you want to get into an elevator and feel comfortable to push that button, you want to make sure that that service technician knew what he was doing or she was doing when she designed and serviced that elevator. Same is true with these policies. So how is it designed when it's designed well? What does it do? One, it it has a cash value that grows every single year, no matter what the stock market's doing on a guaranteed basis. That's awesome. Second, it has a long track record of paying dividends above and beyond that guarantee for over 100 years. Many of these insurance companies that offer this have gone right through multiple recessions, depressions, pandemics, multiple pandemics, Brad. So that's the second. The third, you can access the cash in this thing. It's not locking the money up like it would in an IRA, for example. You can get the money, use it any way you want, send your kid to college, buy yourself a car, business uh, investment, get some equipment for your business, whatever you might need the money for, it's there for you. It's a liquid line of credit for you. Third, uh, you it is life insurance, so we're solving that problem. If you have a family or, or other needs, should you pass? And then lastly, uh, we can actually use the policy like a bank to borrow against the policy And the policy itself will continue to grow even on the capital you borrow. So to say this a slightly different way, I know our time is short. When I have, let's say I've got 50 grand in one of these policies and I borrow out 40 grand to invest in my business, buy some equipment, get a new truck, whatever I want to do. That year, my policy will continue to give me a compound internal growth of the entire amount of money, the full $50,000, even though I'd borrowed 40 out to go buy my truck or whatever I did with the money. So this is a way to get your money doing two things at once. As an independent contractor, as a business owner, I can't think of any better way to make major purchases than to run it through one of those policies. And that has nothing to do with the stock market. So it's a, eggs on different trucks there. I didn't have to mm. be a, a numbers whiz or an investment guru. I just knew, hey, plug my money in here and it's going to work. Contractually guaranteed. Wow. Yeah, that, there's definitely... Uh, that's. <laughs> it seems almost too good to be true. It, it seems like you're doing something illegal, but it's. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's perfectly legal. It's just my brain does not compute. Yeah, I hear you there. <laughs> Reminds me of yeah, the short the, the movie uh, Short Circuit. You know, like no disassemble, Stephanie. Exactly. Like, it's like, does not compute. <laughs> does not compute. You know, it's. I mean, we're taught from an early age that we just have to sit down and take what they give us. You know. Uh, hand hand out 401ks or hand out the social security and just be happy with our lot in life. But no, it's been a legal product and a financial vehicle for hundreds of years in this country. Many business owners have used their whole life policies to help start their business or grow it. 
Wow. Yeah, that's like, uh, it just blows my mind. Like, you're just not really hearing about this in the last couple of years. It seems like to me, like the, mm-hmm. the ignorant people out there. I, you've heard about all of the don't get whole life, and that probably comes from the Dave Ramsey uh, mindset, uh, a lot of that. And, you know, I've, I've followed Dave Ramsey's thing, and it helped me get out of debt. And so there's definitely some value there, but I don't always agree 100% with everything that he says. And that's probably one that you would disagree with, I would imagine. Well, I was definitely a Dave Ramsey disciple for many years, and yeah. uh, I took his word like gospel, uh, like he had just brought it down from Mount Sinai. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was just everything, every hung on every word he said uh, un- until someone came along and said, "Hey, Mark, is it possible? Is it possible that Dave Ramsey might be wrong about something?" I yep. almost didn't know how to respond to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never really thought critically about what he was saying; just took it at face value. He's got a lot of good things to say. Got a lot, lot to be thankful for for his getting me on track with my wife and I on our budget. But he's dead wrong on this kind of whole life insurance. He's right yeah. about the old-fashioned stuff, but this new form, this modernized form, it's been around decades, longer than he's been on the air. So I don't know why he hasn't talked about it. Well, I have a few reasons that I can imagine, yeah. including some of his sponsors. But <laughs> yeah. uh, that's all right. Uh, I get it. He's got a big show to run. Yeah. Uh, and the main thing I'd say is look into it for yourself, think critically, and don't let somebody else tell you what to do with your money. Again, don't let anybody else have a financial plan for your money. You should be the one in charge of your own financial ship. Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, I know we, we're running up here out of time, uh, Mark. So definitely need to have you back on the podcast again and, and talk a little bit more about some of these other things that I wanted to get into. But what's uh, I always like to ask this question, what's a book that you're currently reading? Or one that you well, recommend? It's a book called Perpetual Wealth. Perpetual Wealth: uh, How to Use Family Financing to Build Prosperity and Leave a Legacy for Generations by Kim Butler. Great book, using the same concept we've been just talking about. And then right behind me is a book called Bank on Yourself Revolution by Pamela Yellen, New York Times bestselling book, talking about this exact topic. Awesome, awesome. Well, Mark, how can uh, if people want to reach out and, and find out about your services? Maybe they they want someone that can break this stuff down for them, that can really just lay out the entire plan of how they can retire and not be stressed out about it. How can they get a hold of you? You know, um, I'd be honored to meet, sit down, and chat. We'd be uh, we've worked with folks all over the country and having a fifteen minute strategy session, maybe to answer answer some of your questions about how this tool might work or how any of the other services we offer through our firm, Lake Growth might work, go to kickstartwithmark.com. That's the website to go to. It's kickstartwithmark.com. And be happy to sit down and answer your questions and discuss maybe if it's a good fit for us to work together. Awesome. Well, Mark, thanks again for being on the show. Like I said, we'll definitely have to have you come back and and, and dive a little bit deeper into this. And uh, guys, uh, if you need to Find out more stuff about what I'm doing. You know where to find me on the social media platforms. Just search for Hammer and Grind Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And until next time, guys, you know what to do. Be the best version of you. 